and the Luke passage, he includes the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for us to grasp because he begins the process of helping us as current day Christians read the Old Testament in a completely reframed way, that it was always about Jesus. Welcome to Study with Friends, a weekly dive into the answers and questions we find in the Bible, the church, and the broader Christian faith. I'm Paige, and you're currently joining us in the middle of our in-depth series on the Sermon on the Mount. This study is different in that it is eight weeks with five daily episodes to help foster a deeper understanding of Jesus's words. If you would like to get the homework, more information about this series, hear past episodes, or access any of our free resources, you can find them all on our website, studywithfriends.org. Okay, week four, day three. Still talking about Christ and the law. The passage we're talking about is Matthew 5, 17 to 20. And we're still actually on 517. It's a two-dayer because it's important for us to understand exactly what Christ meant when he said he didn't come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So let me read it again. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Okay, let's talk today about the word fulfill. What are secular things that you think of when you think of fulfillment or things that are fulfilled? Promises obligations, contracts. Nice. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. I know you took a different approach. What was your approach? I said, like, your job. Things that create fulfillment in you. Like, if you make a lot of money, you're fulfilled, or you have, like, a relationship, like, relationships that you're in, you're fulfilled in those. Yeah. Good. How about you, Jenny? What's your secular definition of fulfilling? (laughs) Yeah, that was the one where I was like, I'm not sure where I'm going with that. Okay. One of the things that I thought of was orders. Because I'm always oh, ordering yeah. on Amazon. Oh, Amazon fulfill. fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So they're sending my... Wow, I, I feel like it says... Like, I ordered something and they fulfilled my order. Okay, right. wow. I feel like it says a lot. Like what we all just answered. Yeah, yeah. right? That is, it's very revealing yeah. as to what we think of. Yeah. So do these secular definitions of fulfillment or fulfilling, do they help us understand what Jesus was saying or not? Well, in relation to what I thought of, <laughs> um, he certainly fulfills... God's promises. Okay. Yes. And he keeps God's covenants, which are the contract kind of things. And he certainly fulfilled the obligation of perfection and for the forgiveness of sin. It's the only way that sin can be paid for and allow us to be in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's quite an so obligation. So for you, yes. There's a there's a connection between the ways that we think. Definitely. How about you? You you jokingly showed me your homework which just said no. It doesn't help well, me. Yeah, help me understand I just, Jesus. I just think that I didn't think about it. The that's way that okay. No, yeah. that's why we do no, this as a group. People wrong. think of things in different ways, yeah. and it's really helpful. So, but my secular fulfillment did not connect personally. Right. That's okay. But when you were saying that, that that was actually really interesting to me because this kind of has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But when you were saying promises and stuff, it's interesting to me that we're looking at those two, like God's promises and Jesus fulfilling them and then human promises. And it's so telling because God's promise was, is always fulfilled and was always mm-hmm. fulfilled by Jesus. And it just shows our imperfection. Yeah. That yeah. We, we break them and we yeah. don't do things right. And humans are always like modeling what, like it just shows that we're made in him, his image, yeah. but we can't get exactly, it right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're made, we're mm-hmm. just so made in him, his image that even secular people who have no idea about this are still doing the same things but obviously not being able to be perfect yeah Yeah. i have a 
funny visual in my head because of the way that I think of fulfillment. The first thing that comes to me is the Amazon fulfillment. No, we are not sponsored by Amazon. I have to go I go after them for a little sponsorship since I said their name so many times. Good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but if someone places an order anywhere, Etsy, you know, you place an order, you expect it to be filled. Right. And I thought about like if just a funny cartoonish visual, right? The law placed an order and Christ fulfilled it. Right. Mm -hmm. But we could not. So like imagine these guys running around the warehouse and they just can't find what's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. They can't fulfill it. Mm -hmm. Like where are the components of this order? We cannot fill this order. Mm -hmm. We see the order. We're trying to fill the That's order. The law. But we can't fill we it. We have right. things that are similar. Similar, yeah. right? Not a funny yeah. thing to think about, but I mean, it's just random. But it's actually kind so of helpful. Your, your secular fulfillment did. For me, because I think of the order was placed mm -hmm. and Jesus so fulfilled the order. Like Jesus yeah. came in and was like, I am the fulfillment. Yeah. What, and the order was for me. Yeah. And like thinking to what you said, actually, we look for fulfillment in, you were saying like relationships or your job or whatever. And Jesus is the fulfillment mm -hmm. of all that. Yeah, too. That's true. So from a relationship perspective, we're trying to fulfill something. We're trying to get something mm -hmm. from those, that those things never. that they may do something for a temporary, you yeah. may feel good for a little while, but ultimately yeah. it's Jesus who's going to fulfill yeah. all of that. Yeah. So yeah. because we're looking for perfection. That's true. I'm like, okay, so imperfect yes. things. So yes. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. And the, Marilyn has a passage. It's a little bit long, but it's one of her favorites. So she's <laughs> stoked to read it. It's Luke 24, 13 to 27. I'll just say especially verse 27. And let's talk about whether this helps us understand Jesus as the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. Now the same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Cleopas asked him, are you only a visitor to Jerusalem and do not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of an angel who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but him they did not see. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Christ have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning him. Luke 24, 13 through 27. Okay. It's so hard when I talk to mature Christians because sometimes you skim right by the answers that seem too obvious. Okay, so that's my little hint. What are some additional elements in the Luke passage that help us understand Matthew 17 when Jesus said he came to fulfill the law. To me, there's one that jumps out, but there are several. 
There are additional elements in that passage. So just name some stuff. Just riff on it. Well, there's some stuff in the Luke, but there's a lot more in the Luke passage, more words. What were some words that jumped out? That the Christ had to suffer and then enter glory. Okay. Why does that jump out? Because they felt that this was the Messiah. Here he is, and all of a sudden he's crucified. So mm. it's another false Messiah. Mm. Um, they forgot that part of the history, uh, uh, the prophecy that Christ came to suffer among other things. Why is the suffering key to fulfilling the law? Because <laughs> I was say, because there had to be a sacrifice. There's right. a price. Yeah, yeah right. perfect. There had perfect. To be a and we don't, yeah. like, we are all multiple years in church. And so we sometimes skim by those things. Mm -hmm. So that's really good. There had to be a price. So it's good that you called out the, so, the element yeah. of suffering and how, okay, we have an excuse for, for skimming by that because so did the people on the road to Emmaus. Yeah. They're like, oh. Right, mm -hmm. the cost of sin, okay? What else, anything else? Come at any yeah. other additional elements in that I, Luke well, I, I remember when I was reading this, I, I just focused on the same thing, but I did it for a different reason, not necessarily like the cost of sin. Like, yeah, which is, which is real and obviously right. But I took it as the emphasis on Christ's suffering. It makes Jesus saving us from our sins. He's not just a key to heaven. It's not like transactional, it's... It's about love, and it's not about, like, just a, a deal, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Anything stand out for you in that passage? Well, I mean, you had touched on this a little bit earlier that I think we, I know I do when I'm reading scripture. I have to constantly remind myself of these things. The basics. In that, as you're reading scripture, you know, we have the whole thing here. These guys who are on the way to Emmaus, they didn't know anything past what just happened the day before and sometimes we add as we're reading the context mm -hmm. to everything yeah. and how they must have felt because they to your point didn't remember the whole part of the scripture and what the prophecy was saying yeah. about what had to happen and they were just so enamored of Jesus because who wouldn't be and now he's gone and they're they're lost as opposed to this is part of like God's mystery what what Christ had to do had to be done. Yep. Yeah. Like when Peter was saying to him, Oh, God forbid that you should be crucified. And he Jesus said, was like, behind Get behind me, me Satan, yeah. which is, you know, severe. Harsh. Mm -hmm. And, but it's, if you're doing that, it's like you are getting in the way of what God has set in place to bring us to him. Right. And then also that he started with Moses, the law. And then told them about himself. He didn't say, hey, I'm here. And just talked about what he did when he was here. Right. He talked about, I'm going to I'm gonna ground you guys right. in what the Lord has done. And I'm going to start back from the very beginning. Interestingly, in 517 and the Luke, pa Matthew 517 and the Luke passage, he, he includes the law and the prophets. Mm -hmm. And that's really important for us to grasp because he begins the process of helping us as current day Christians read the Old Testament in a completely reframed way, that it was always about Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that that's that's beautiful. I gave you goosebumps just to think about it. And that's another element of the fulfillment. He's he's saying, Do you ever see a movie? 
okay, Fight Club is one that comes to mind, where mm. you watch the movie and then at the end you're like, something happens at the end that makes you want to watch the whole movie again now that you have that new insight. Mm -hmm. uh, there was another one that I just watched. Don't worry, darling. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I have to watch that movie again because, uh, no spoilers, but it reframes the way you see the whole or when you read a book again, like there's some mm -hmm. books that I love that I read again and I know how they end, but then it helps me appreciate some of the nuances that the author put in all along the no, way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this looks to that. And I already mm. know that's going to happen. This is what, this is what. Lost is another one. Yeah, that is another show. one. That is another one. So there's, this is a similar idea that we're looking now at the whole scripture as, you know, Christ being the word. And it mm. reframes. It doesn't reject. It doesn't rewrite. Mm -hmm. But it reframes everything that we yeah. read before. And in fact, we talking about Lost, when we were all watching that as a family, we talked about the genius of the writers, like how much they knew exactly what was going to happen. Well, it's yeah. The same, isn't, isn't that it? a perfect example? Yeah. When you know exactly where the ending is, then you can build and you're intentional yeah. i remember the first time i did a real in-depth study into revelation i had that eureka moment which was like i say eureka but i felt like an idiot when i said it out loud i was like revelation so perfectly reflects genesis, genesis. Yeah. oh my god that i was yeah. like oh my it's like perfect and then i was like oh yeah. he is perfect yeah. and he yeah. it, time is all in front of him <coughs> and he did it all intentionally so that we could understand him better. We get, it, that's another study altogether. But there's one more element, and this is the one I was kind of driving at, that is so obvious to us that we just don't even say it. You say it. But we have to say it because it's the key. The <laughs> Matthew 5, 17 verse, Jesus said it before something happened. And the Luke passage is Jesus talking. Are you talking about the resurrection? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So because he's standing there talking to them. The oh, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. So the fulfillment is, is completely yeah. tied to the yeah. resurrection. Mm -hmm. And it's my job as facilitator of the conversation to make sure we don't skip over those important <laughs> things because it's easy to do. Because mm -hmm. you're like deep down, especially a passage like Christ and the law, yeah. which is really easy. We have tunnel vision like you're and grappling yeah. with and you're like, what does it mean? And you're thinking about all these deep things and you should. God loves that when you want to go deep. But we should never forget the gospel is Christ crucified and resurrected for right. our sins. Right. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was another piece of that passage that really is tied together with fulfillment you can yes the price had to be paid mm -hmm. but the price paying wasn't enough mm -hmm. to bring us all into new life mm -hmm. when we when he came back to his own resurrection so i thought that was important to yeah. just drive by True. okay okay let's look at jeremiah 31 verses 31 to 34 and i have sophia for that one so we're going to shift gears because another thing that I think we do when we study God's word is we get very thinky and we should, we should get thinky. We should challenge our brains. We should let God educate us. We should engage our intellect. But a problem that I, sometimes I have is that I stay too much in the intellectual, mm -hmm. trying to understand the context, which we talked about, the foundational precepts, all the thinky things. So what I want us to do here as we wrap up day three is really reflect on personal ways that we receive Jesus as the fulfillment. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant which they broke, 
though I was a husband to them, says the Lord. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me, from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin I will remember no more. Good passage. It is. Why do you like it? Well, what I wrote is that it's talking about the love, I think. And it's, I think this passage has such a tone of love while other passages, some have a tone of more law. Yeah. And yeah, business basically. Mm -hmm. But this one has such (coughs) a tone of love and it's such a good way to end it because as much as Jesus wants us to follow what he says, uh, like what he tells us to do and have a heart after his own, obviously that those things are important. But he loves us, and when we mess up, and he loves us regardless. So it, you love it because it's relational. Yeah. And I do too. And so can you connect that passage to this concept of Christ's relationship to the law? Yeah, it, when it's saying that because he loves us so much and because we're able to have a relationship with him, he transforms our hearts because of the way that he loves us. Mm-hmm. And he makes it easier is not the right word, but... it possible yeah possible to be well no because we're still not ever perfect so it's not really possible to be exactly like jesus but it makes it more doable more it makes us want it i think because before and even sometimes as christians we don't want it but that's so true i think god is always like molding our hearts and like yeah Mm -hmm. and changing our ways yeah (laughs) a few prior episodes we talked about this already not yet element of the gospel so when you talk about transformation of our heart there is sort of an already and ongoing Mm -hmm. experience so if somebody didn't know anything about christianity and said well it's just a bunch of rules that you have to follow i'm going to take you off the hot seat how does the relationship equip us to respond both to that person and also to our own walk, you know, when we stumble or when we aren't able to follow the rules. Well, and again, like this is answer. totally grounded in Christ and the law. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have the answer. Okay, well, you can give it. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I think it's just, yes, it is a set of rules, but it's not a set of rules that's like, if you do this and this and this, you're going to heaven. If you do this and this, you're not. It's about the relationship between Jesus and you. And as a result of that relationship, you want to follow. It's not even you have a desire to follow the rules. It's not about that. It's even if you didn't know the rules, your heart is molded more like him. Yeah. So even if no rule maker. Exactly. Even if I never knew what rules Jesus has set out for us, I still my heart would still be inclined to act that way because Jesus has molded us. Oh, man, that's good. That's good. (laughs) And the title of this study is about kingdom. So kingdom citizenship and it living in any community. There are going to be guidelines guidelines for that community for the betterment of the community. yeah so that the community is in sync with each other mm-hmm. and things are peaceful and smooth and what better way for us to be informed towards peace and joy and all the things than to follow the guidelines set by the creator of everything so we live in this kingdom community because we're christians and these are 
the ways that that community behaves, that, that we all align with, with God. You nailed it, that, that we are, our hearts are more become, become more like his each day because of the relationship that we're, that we're in. Other insights? Well, I was going to tap into what you were saying about um, the community. And one of the things that I think is important for us as Christians, because he you know, set the law for us, is that if we have our relationship right with Christ and we're following what he wants us to do, and to your point, as you are re- responding to this wonderful gift that he's given us and you, your heart is, I want to I please you, then all that other stuff falls into place. Mm-hmm. Because if we're pleasing him and he set up these guidelines because he knows if you do these things, then we will be in harmony mm-hmm. with each other as well. Right. So it's ultimately a focus upward towards him, yeah. which will fix the horizontal. Mm-hmm. I like. So true. So true. And also I want to lift out something you said, which is being in right relationship. Mm-hmm. And here again, I think this could be a, not a trigger, but like a little bit of a rub, mm-hmm. a bump mm-hmm. for a non-believer or someone who's a new believer to be like, well, how do I stay in right relationship? That sounds like rules. That mm-hmm. sounds like a checklist. That's a, but what it is, it's, it's better to, so if, okay, I'm just going to use us because it's the easiest place to go. If a mother and a daughter have a conflict, mm-hmm. making that right means both of us humbling ourselves and coming to each other and saying, how can I fix this right mm-hmm. and that's what you mean mm-hmm. and th- so these boundaries these guidelines they're actually a mercy they're a yeah. gift mm-hmm. because god is saying it's for it's for us when we fall away to say but i feel out of sync with you jesus how mm-hmm. can i fix that yeah. and this whole thing is him saying here are some things you can do to align your heart with mine because this is my perfect plan for creation and it's not in its perfection right now. I will bring it back into its perfection. But right now, you can align yourself with my heart mm-hmm. by helping others around you and and yourself mm-hmm. see what my intent was from the beginning. Yeah. And that's what it's about. It's not about the checklist or the rule book. It's about the relationship. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then there was one other thing that I had written down too along that because you know through jesus christ and his shed blood the law of god becomes a part of us because the whole writing it on your heart and everything and as we as we accept his gift of salvation and as we grow and mature in the lord our will is conformed yes to his will and then we desire to follow his law not out of force but because we love him so much right exactly it's It's a great rephrasing yeah Yeah. it's like dogs (laughs) they only ever want to do well, most dogs. Yeah. Not yeah. peanuts sometimes. <laughs> but they only, they just want to please. Yeah. That's kind of where, that's what we should be honestly striving for is yeah. the wanting to do that. And then the last thing I have to say, I think, is just the act of accepting the Holy Spirit and accepting Jesus mm-hmm. will cause your heart to follow. Yeah. Like, even if you yep. feel, you don't feel like, I think there's so many times where we talk about, like, so many people talk about like really feeling the Holy Spirit, which is great and awesome. But sometimes you just don't. Mm-hmm. But if you f- if you put your faith in it, your heart will follow. And even if you don't feel yeah, it, that's good. So, oh, uh, that's a good ending. Just because you don't feel it doesn't mean that it's not true. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Because and the Lord says it's true. Mm-hmm. And even right, if yeah. you are considering coming 
into the faith and you say, but I'm still so wrong and I need to wait until I'm fixed. Right. That's the, r- that, it's upside yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah. You, you come in and your heart, yeah. this you, is a heart and transformation course, yeah, like and you don't understand it until it happens. Yeah. And he meets you where you are. That's yeah, exactly. Says, so. Thank you. Perfect. Thanks again for joining us today on study with friends. We hope that you've found some deep truths that will strengthen your walk with Jesus. We here at Study with Friends are modeled more like a small group, and we encourage you to find one through your local church. Make sure to find a church where the Bible is taught in every situation. Study with Friends is a completely donor-supported organization. If you've been blessed by our ministry, would you consider donating? Monthly partnerships are particularly helpful, but no amount is too small. We also love to hear from you. You can stay connected on all the major social media platforms or by email. You can find links to all of these on our website, studywithfriends.org. If you've missed an episode and are out on the go, you can catch them on any streaming platform like iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher, or you can catch the ladies via video on YouTube. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you next time when we study with friends.